Hey everyone, welcome to a little bit of woo woo. I'm your host, Jill Thomas. In this show, we're going to talk about all things woo woo. I know the show started off as a little bit of woo woo and it's becoming a lot of woo woo. So today we're going to talk about channeling and I'm so glad we're going to talk about this because it's one of those things where people think they know what it is and you're hearing about it and a lot of authors are releasing channeled books, but I think most people don't quite know what it is. And I'm so excited to have our guest soul coach michelle and your co-creative life coach and friendly neighborhood woo love that introduction and we're going to talk about channeling welcome michelle thanks jill i'm so excited to be here this is one of my favorite things to nerd out about so i'm totally pumped well, i was so glad to get you because I, I, I approached a couple of people who do channeling because i do channeling too but I, it's like nice to interview someone else and say hey you tell me what you think of it but i wanted to have you because you have a sense of humor and i I think, you know, so many people take these things so freaking seriously. It's just like, it's just like going to church, right? It's so serious. Spirit right. is not like that. And I'm like somebody finally who gets that part. Tell us, tell us about channeling. Tell us about the guides. Tell us about that. Okay. So like, where do we start? Yes, yeah, sir. I know. Where do I start with the tell, like, tell us what channeling is. Let's get, let's start with that because people get confused about the different kinds of channeling. And I will say one thing I will say as you start to explain it, is that, you know, I learned it different with different languaging than you did. It doesn't mean one of us is right and one of us is wrong. It just means that there's no dictionary for this stuff. So tell us, tell us what it is, the different kinds. Yeah. And I hundred percent agree with that. I honestly, I think channeling to me comes in all forms, you know, all the, everybody says, well, I'm a tarot card person, or I'm an Oracle card, or I do pendulum, or I do mediumship, or I do channeling. And and, and the funny thing is, to me, it's all the same thing. It's just how it manifests in your particular, you know, life experience. So, you know, um, I think channeling itself to me comes in a couple of different forms. You know, you, you have the channeling that's like, you know, people are usually familiar with like Seth, Abraham, um, Bashar, all those people. And they kind of have their like, let me go get my entity. And they go like this. And then they come back. And then there are people like that I think I fall more into where I start talking and the spirits come in and talk. And it's kind of like this weird, if it's you, me and spirit, that's why when I, when I put it on my website, it's you, me plus me plus spirit, because there's me, spirit and you having a conversation. Um, and I know when I do mediumship, because to me, that's different mediumship to me is talking being the conduit to spirit because when you think of the definition of medium like in the grand scheme of things i used to be a paralegal and i used to work in entertainment so we would say like when you did image releases um you release your image in any and all mediums and the definition of medium is like the the machinery that delivers that is through which the message is delivered so it might be your television like it might be your um, cell phone or, or your computer, like for is the medium of us delivering this podcast to somebody. So when you're a medium, um, you're delivering the message that is in a formulation of intelligent energy for like grandma Edna or somebody to your client. And then to me, channeling is more about source energy. And sometimes people, you know, we've talked about it, like where you're like, what's the name of your person? And I'm like, I don't know. I just call it source energy because my belief system doesn't have to have that formulation. Whereas a lot of humans like to have that formulation of, well, my friends are Jen, um, Edna and Sophie. And so if I'm friends with my spirit guide, I need a name. And that name is Jane, whatever. 
So, but for me, I'm like, we're all source energy. So I just call it source energy because that's where it comes from. And I'm a conscious channeler. So what that means to me is most times when people channel, they kind of have their consciousness step aside and allow the channel to come in, or there's packets of information that flow through. But for me, I stay as present as possible. I may not remember everything that's said, but I remember concepts. And sometimes I think you and I both know, like we were talking before, <laughs> that, um, you know, we humans have a have a certain way of judging behavior and words and intentions. Like right now, they're they're talking. Um, and when they talk, they are very direct, for lack of a better term. And they they don't really take into account how we, the tone we attribute to things. So like if somebody says, hey, when am I going to meet my, my, my true love or whatever? Because I've been waiting, like, you know, Charlotte on Sex in the City. It's like, I've been waiting since I was 15. Where the hell is he? And I've had those kind of questions. And Spirit's like, it's not about them. It's about you. And they don't want to hear that. And I'm like, well, then I'm not the reader for you because I'm not going to tell you that my role isn't to give you decisions or tell you to gussy up on Thursday because Mr. Wright is coming. It's you need to create a vibration within yourself to be receptive to love, to love yourself, to attract that same vibration, blah, blah, blah. And people don't want to hear that. So well, the way I do things is like, they, they say stuff like that. They're like, Hey, it's you. And the, and the person may respond. And I'm like, okay, I have to jump in and explain why it's, it's I feel like Sybil sometimes, you know, because you're, you're kind of like seeing, you, you know, on the inside, it's like two different personalities. And on the outside, nobody sees that. So it's really kind of like, you kind of have to set up the session for beforehand. Um, because I don't do that whole, like, let me go get so-and-so. Like, there are times where I'll channel in that manner, but not when I'm doing readings and stuff like that for people. Well, I love, I love what you said, because there's there's different, the way I, I, I can do the thing where they they take over my vocal cords and they mess with my voice. Um, that freaks people out. So I I don't see let clients see that. And I will say things like, hey, it's, it's relay channeling. I'm hearing what they're saying. I'm telling you what they're saying. And I will say sometimes, and I'm sure you've had this experience. We had a long discussion off air, by the way, guys. Yes. Just, like we should have recorded it because it was so freaking good. But like sometimes I've had to say, look, the guide is showing me this, but I feel like what they mean is this other thing. So, you know, that's that's the relay, that's the medium where you're like in between. And I I love the way you're describing it though, because it is an energy that is mostly energy, right? We get a lot of words, but we mostly get energy. Tell yeah. us about you know the. I love that you're saying the demonstrations were the, it is very dramatic. I mean, I when you're seeing, I wonder sometimes, tell me what your thoughts on this. I wonder sometimes if they don't need to be quite so dramatic, but they're making it dramatic because it brings a big audience. Cause like I can get a lot of really good information without actually letting them mess with my vocal cords. Right? Oh yeah. Like, and, and that's something, see, I, I, I really personally have challenge with that. And, and it's one of the reasons why this is the very first time I've ever been publicly open about how I channel. Um, because a, a lot of times, and this is my personal opinion, and maybe I'm wrong, but from my experience of doing this for the last like two, three decades or whatever. Um, I love the way you said two, three decades or whatever, you know, since I was a kid. <laughs> yeah, since I was a kid. Um, but like, for whatever reason, you know, people love cards. Like yeah. they, I'm a card person. I love cards. I think they're pretty. I think the art is great. But I'm a, my personal belief is these have no power. Like really, like when you open it up, it's 
ink on paper, okay? And yeah, there is an energy to them, but they've been with me so long, it's my energy. Um, and when you get your cards, you're supposed to clear the energy. There's a whole thing. Mm -hmm. And um, yep, <laughs> the thing is that, you know, it's funny because I will channel to people and I've only found this really when I'm doing it outside of my sphere. So like if I'm working in my private business, most of the people that come to me get what I do when I'm out kind of like, cause they're, you know, I, sometimes you like to be out amongst the humans, you know, I mean, you sitting in your house all day doing your work can be kind of isolating. So every once in a while, you know, I go out and it, there's a store that I love. I love the guys that own it. Um, I love the people that work there. So I'll, I'll do like guest readings there, but, mm -hmm. and most of the time, um, the folks that like when I set up my own energy in the morning, the, it attracts the people that get what I do. But sometimes you get folks in there and they're like, but you didn't pull me a card. And I'm like, um, I just like dropped some really like spirit just dropped some knowledge bombs on you, dude. Like you, you know, do you know how long like you'd have to be in therapy for me for that to like boom? And, you know, not that, that I love therapy. I'm in, I do the therapy. I'm in the therapy. I love the therapies. I don't want to say like one's better than the other. And if you need therapy, go get it. But, um, but it's one of those things where you're kind of like, sometimes it takes you like three years of therapy to have an aha moment and spirits just dropping it on you at that moment. And you're asking for a card. Like, that's where I kind of like, I get it. I love the cards. I read cards. I'm not poo-pooing the cards, but what I am saying is, People need to understand the power isn't the card. The power isn't the pendulum. The power isn't the crystal. The power is in the person. The power is in you, not even me. I'm the conduit that is giving you the message for you. Your spirit is saying, hey, I need to know this and I need to hear this. And energy from the universe is giving you the message. And it's our consciousness that kind of gets in the way because we are so structured and so programmed. I could go on days that's all oh i know and by the way she's coming back we're gonna do we're still negotiating times and, and dates and stuff just to let you guys know but she's gonna come back and we're gonna do a channel prediction show which i'm super excited about but we're we gonna figure out like when are you free when am i free so anyway yeah. that's that is gonna happen but i love what you're saying yeah so to me um i think people get so caught up in the 3d tangibles i guess is the best way to put it i'm not belittling i know that there are steps in the journey where, you know, I started, when I started, I was like, I always had done mediumship my whole life since I was a kid. Um, and then because I realized people like the show, you know, and I was a theater minor. So I'm like, people love the show. I was a singer. I get the whole entertainment business. But I had to teach myself and go to class to learn how to read tarot and then utilize and blend it because it was so separate to me. Like, this was so not like... Like even back then I was like, how am I going to put these two things together? It took me probably two to three years to connect like how the image on the card can spark an intuitive thing because I was just so, and now I'm going back to the way it was before where I don't really need them. You know, I think, and, and I'll be honest, I tell my clients if they need to pull cards, pull them because to me, this is a tool, your cards, your pendulums, other divination tools, apple peels, whatever your jam is. Um, those are tools to get your conscious mind out of the way. That's all that is. And since I, for the most part, don't need that, 
I just use them for show. And the funny thing is whenever somebody says to me, well, aren't you going to pull me a card after I've done them a channeled reading? Um, I go, sure, whatever. If that makes you happy, I pull them a card and it says the same thing I just said. And they're like, oh, thank God. <laughs> and I'm like, I just told you the same thing. But because it's, uh, I just think yeah. it's funny. I've had the same conversation. I mean, I, I'm not gonna lie. I've had that same conversation where I'm like, are you kidding me? I just, you, you spirit just gave you some amazing intent and you want to know what the seven of swords mean. I I mean, you know, but I, I love that you, I love that you brought it up because in, in some ways I'm wondering if it's a little bit of in, in marketing and I, that's kind of my background. There's that concept. You have to hear it three or four more times. Maybe that's just another version of having to hear it three or four more times. I mean, it's I think so. I think there's that. I think people, especially those who are not on the path. And it's funny because I do, most of my clients are, you know, there's baby woos, there's beginner woos, and then there's like intermediate woos and advanced woos. And I used to work more with the baby woos and the beginner woos. And I love them because they're so excited and they show oh, yeah. up at the store with a grocery list of like the crystals their friends told them to buy. And so, and they're so excited and I'm like, oh, I love you guys. You guys are so awesome. And I help them. I love helping them, but my clients that are in my groups and that are private clients, they are more like intermediate and advanced woos in the sense that they, um, they, they kind of are past that. They have all this stuff. Like I told you before we went live, I, you know, I just painted this. So all my crystals and stuff are in a bin that I have, like, it's on my to-do list today. Take all your crap out and put it back where it belongs. Um, but I think they, they understand their tools, their supportiveness. Like it's kind of like ibuprofen. So to me, people take ibuprofen. This is the difference between understanding your journey and just dwindling along on, you know, rowing along with the programming. We are programmed that you take ibuprofen. So you get rid of your headaches. So you can just keep on going. The intention of the it, the ibuprofen is really to give you a pain-free experience so you can rest comfortably, rest your body without having the stress of pain so that you can heal. So that's kind of the example of the journey. So, you know, you have people that are still like the, the, the people that haven't crossed over in the Shiro's journey into like, you know, the calling, I guess is the, you know, like there's like the calling and then you go across the, the abyss and then you're like, you meet your, C3PO and RTD2 and off you go. And um, and so if you haven't crossed that yet, you're kind of in that mode of I'm taking the ibuprofen or I'm using these crystals and shoving them in my bra so that I can just get through life versus I'm not going to shove them in my bra anymore because that just makes me have to pay more money to the lingerie company because I need a bra size to size up. And what I'm going to do is use them as support to put me in the energy that I need to be in so that I can do the work spiritually and, and evolve, not heal, evolve, because we're not broken, evolve to the next level that I'm moving to. So, so it's I, a the cards. I love, I love what you just said, because I want to go back to that. That is a great point. Uh, the, the crystals in the bra. This is a good example. Tell us some things, you know, people listening have, may have heard some spiritual nonsense. Tell us some things that you've heard that you just think eh, is just not true. Like it's just, it's pervasive. It's just ridiculous. Um, the crystal and the bra thing, because, well, let's just face it. I'm one of those ladies that um, is gifted up in the area mm -hmm. and there ain't no room for no crystals. Okay. Now, um, 
And, and the thing is, if you're going to shove crystals in your bra, you need to know about chakras. So you're not shoving a root crystal up by your heart. You know what I mean? Like there's like, there's one, those kinds of things. And it really doesn't do anything. That's like, you might as well just pick up some dirt and shove it in there, except your boob will get all dirty. But to me, putting crystals in your bra doesn't do anything because what you're doing is there's, you're still, you're spiritual bypassing. Well, I'm going to take this, shove it in there. And like maybe a rose crystal will bring me a boyfriend or a girlfriend. Okay. And you still are not doing the work. Um, some of the other things that like, you know, bay leaves. I am a kitchen witch when, if you're going to call me one, I love my bay leaves. You know how I love to use them in soups and stews and sauces because that's what they're good for. And yes, they have properties. They have magical with a K properties, but writing your intentions on one and burning it is not going to get you a good soup sauce or your wish coming true. Huh? That's what I hadn't taking, heard. <laughs> taking, taking inspired action does. So like, if you say, you know, um, like I said, Hey universe, I would love to do more podcast. Like literally, I don't know. I, I didn't even tell you this. Um, I want to do some more podcasts or some appearances this year. I want to get out. I want to get myself out there more. So this year, and that was like probably last, maybe the end of January. And literally you and I connected in a class that we're both in together and you reached out to me and you're like, Hey, I didn't even put out, Hey, I would like to be on a podcast in the group. Even though the teacher was like, you guys need to collaborate. La 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 for everybody. Like go find a partner. And I was like, all right, I don't know what I'm going to do. And all of a sudden Jill's like, Hey, do you want to come talk on a podcast? And we, you know, and so to me, the inspired action there is when you put the intention out and the universe sends back the opportunity you asked for because you're not resisting doing the thing. Cause that's one step one. Don't resist doing the things you say you want. And step two is when it shows up, don't be like, I'm shy. I've never done this. Like I kept telling Jill, I've never done this publicly before. So like grain of salt, whatever we do. And you've been, you were just so kind about it. And, um, and I was like, okay, so you asked me and the inspired action is saying yes and showing up. And then poof, here we've manifested the thing because we've spoken into being. So when you are talking about things that work and things that don't work, put writing your crap on or write, even if all you're, you're making a vision board, you're writing a list, like all these things you're told to do. If you do them without the intention of actually looking at them, like I have, my list of Q1, I do the 12, well, I can't, the 12 week year. And one was like, get my Akashic Records course launched and build an aligned YouTube channel. This was before I signed up for the guy who we're, we're teaching from, which I don't know if we're allowed to say his name because I okay, love him. George Cow. Yeah, we're taking him. George Cow, we class. love him. Yeah, he's great. Um, love him. And um, and that was, I wrote that down before I he even launched that course that we are both in. So, you know, this is great, writing your stuff down and writing affirmations that go with it. But if you're not willing to take action on those intentions and you think the universe is supposed to deliver everything like Amazon, that's not how it works. The universe is not Santa. Um, if you're writing stuff on a bay leaf, if you're shoving crystals in your bra, expecting things to do to happen without you saying yes to them, even that's problematic. That's where you I, have. I love, I love this advice because you're saying like, take the action, make the intention, write it down. I mean, but take the action. I There's one I got to put out there that I just, it's, oh my God, it's insane. I've heard this a million times. You need to be wearing white all the time. Because And what? I went to some, some spiritual event and they told us at the final event, we had to wear white because spirit gives you more energy if you're wearing white that somehow, even though, you know, spirit is supposed to, we're, we're saying that spirit can heal you. 
but it somehow get, can't get past a black t-shirt. I don't know if anybody else has heard this. Maybe I'm the only one, but I've, I've heard it a few times and I'm like, that is the most ridiculous thing you've heard in my life. The, the only the, time I think I've ever seen, like I have friends that are Kundalini yoga teachers and I've okay. seen them wear white, but I think that's more of a cultural thing, but I could be wrong because I don't know squat about Kundalini yoga. But I, you know, kind of like how, you know, when people do karate, they wear a gi. Um, I have never heard that. And I think, honestly, if we're all energy and we're just slow moving energy, the color white or black, I think it's more why you're wearing the white. Because, like, here's the thing. If you're yeah. the kind of person who wears black all the time and someone tells you to wear white and you're like, okay, I'll wear white, but you're still exuding the energy of black, it won't penetrate anyway because you're not in that energy. You're not yourself. I like that. You're not yeah. being yourself. You're not being authentic. That's a good way of putting it. Well, and also, you know, it's kind of like that when Abraham talks about the two ends of the stick, like you could say, I want to win the lottery. I want to be rich. I want to do all these things. But if you are on the inside in the vibration of lack and poverty and um, not a non-worthiness and uh, uh, what's the word, like not being able to receive because you have like, you think rich people are jerks or you don't know you're scared if you have money you'll squander it away or some other thing so what happens is either you don't win the lottery or you win the lottery and then all the money goes away because of because the energy of being in the flow of abundance isn't what you're exuding it's not where you're vibrating it you know what i mean like and no, i, I think what you're saying I is being authentic <laughs> in that energy you know because who like when you say to somebody well do you want to win the lottery even if they're in that poverty vibration the funny thing is nobody's going to be like, no, I don't want to win the lotto. They'll be like, of course I do. I'm not a nut job. But at the end of the day, it's how do you feel about money and wealth and your, and really what it comes down to, how do you feel about yourself and how are you, and because it's not always about just money, it could be love people, you know, because there's some people that make oodles of money and their love life is a hot mess because they're where their deservability factor isn't, um, in that house of money or house, you know, it depends yeah, on we what we should do a whole show on, on that issue. Cause you and I could talk all day about that issue because it is, it is yeah. I keep going. mindset. It's magnets. It's, it's the, it's energetically aligned with the prosperity of, yes. of money. And I love, I love what you're talking about with that. You know, as somebody who channels, I just, I always like to hear what the common questions are because some people might, might hear the, Oh, well, I'm going through that too. Like, what are the common questions that you're getting a lot of right now? I, for me, it's somewhat seasonal. Certain times of the year, I get certain piles of questions and other times I get different piles. What, what are you hearing right now? What are people wanting to know? Um, really the, the interesting thing is for me, the questions I'm getting are more about how to navigate the world right now. Like, it's a good one. Yeah. Because it, we're dealing with such chaos and such, um, dichotomies or polarities in the world, you know, I, and, and I don't even mean like, you know, I don't want to wander into politics by any means because I don't nope. think that's, that's not where it's coming from. That's where it's manifesting. I think, you know, that's where it's made, but it's not where it's coming from. Um, I, honestly, the questions are about, you know, um, do we really need to suffer as human beings? The questions yeah. are what, what, you know, how can we navigate all of this, quote unquote, negative energy, which, you know, is there's a difference between the collective energy and Akashic Records and all that crap. And, um, and, and, and a lot of just, why are people so mean? Like that's, yeah. that's like, you know, because it's interesting to me that 
people, it's so easy to be mean behind a screen these days. And there are so people, I don't know if it's because of 2020 where we all were very physically separated. And so the only way we connected was through screens for the most part. But um, it's almost like there was this break point between when people uh, like, you know, like were raised right as they say in the South. And now it's just kind of like the wild west as far as how people treat each other. And I think that that's, that's the kind of questions that I'm getting or the kinds of like conversations that I'm in right now with folks. Well, so on that note, do you, uh, are you comfortable? Let's ask some of those questions. Can you get into a channeled state and we can ask, I've got a, a little list of some questions so people can kind of see what this looks like. I want people to not be so afraid of this channeling thing because it's nothing weird. I mean, it really isn't. It's just. Right. And I, and I honestly feel like, like, like I said, I do conscious channeling. So I'm not mm -hmm. like, let me go get the universe. Yeah. So what did, it's they more... say? what did they say, guys? Tell me what they said. <laughs> right. After much recording to know what was said. Like, so yeah, basically you know what, what I do is like, I might start talking and then, and it's funny, I, t I was talking to Darren, my boyfriend, and I was like, you're like one of the only people I said to him who, who realizes, cause I know he knows, cause he'll start asking more questions. Cause he'll, we'll be in conversation about like something we saw in the news and it'll get to a high level concept. And then all of a sudden, like I can feel it switch and and they're here right now. And it's funny mm -hmm. because I can feel a switch and, and he knows by my eyes, like I don't make eye contact and I kind of look in various places, but my voice, you know, how I say things is different and how I word things is a little different, but there's not much change in my persona. And then the reason that I know that he knows is because I'm still there and minute he realizes that the channel, the universe is talking or source is talking, he's like, "Ooh, I can ask more questions now. Let's go." What, what about the stock market? Yeah. Hey, one thing I want to tell for for those of you who are not familiar, you know, Michelle has given permission to a certain spirit guides or maybe several spirit guides to enter and give give um, give information. She has done this consciously. So you do not, I'm saying this because some people are, are like afraid somebody's going to jump into their body. She has set up her own boundaries. She's done her own little process. We all have our process that we start before we allow beings to give information. So I'm only saying this for the couple of people watching who are like, I'm afraid I'll be at the grocery store and somebody will just jump in. And oh, no, no. That's not yeah. how it works. I'm just, I wouldn't feel right if I didn't say for the person watching, like, how does that happen? Yeah. It, no, it, it's, that's that, information. That, that actually, before we get started, is something mm -hmm. that I, I share with my people too, because people don't get like, you know, we talk about boundaries in the coaching world, boundaries with people. I'm like, and people ask that exact question. Well, how do I know? Like, you get that you can have spiritual boundaries too. Like, if you got a spirit who's being a pain in the ass to you, sorry. No, <laughs> I love that word. Um, <laughs> that you can tell them to go away because you still have you know, autonomy in your spiritual realm and in your 3D physical realm. So yeah, I have my little pink bubble. I actually had a convo um, and a confab with my peeps uh, this morning. So yeah, they're ready. Awesome. Okay. Uh, so are you, are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. So we're just going to ask, uh, is suffering necessary in the human existence? It's not necessary. It is not. It's because we choose it. And I, and I know that that sounds crazy because nobody would say, like if somebody said, would you like to suffer today? <laughs> Nobody's going to say, well, yeah, please. Thank you. Um, 
but in actuality, suffering is unnecessary because we have free will and we are taught that you're not supposed to have by virtue of being, that you are supposed to work and you're supposed to be put in a position of disadvantage before you can gain anything. Or if you gain something, you have to lose something. And that's something that is not there. And there's this also what what's coming through is more about hope and faith because you have a lot of folks and it doesn't really matter their religious perspective because it's not about religion. Um, it's more about people running around saying that they trust in the universe. They trust in God. They trust in whoever their deity is, whoever they see as that, which is bigger than themselves that, you know, it's all up to them. It's all up to them. And there's this abdication of accountability, responsibility, and their own power. And in the human condition, for whatever reason, we've been taught that we don't want to be responsible and responsibility comes with punishment and it doesn't. And that in itself creates suffering. And in doing all that, we separate ourselves from our connection when we are divine beings, because we are all extensions of source energy. And as such, we are source energy, which means we are divine beings, which means we create whatever we want. And if we don't realize we have that power and other people maybe do, they can focus your energy in a way that you're not in control of because you've given it up voluntarily or not, you know? So it also comes down to really having faith in the fact that you are divine. The divine is a creator. We are creators inherently and we are creating, whether we're consciously abdicating our power or not, the fact is you're creating whatever's going on whether you want to be responsible for it or you are consciously not being responsible for it. And if you can step back into the divinity that which is within you, then there is no suffering. There is no, you know, no matter where your soul contract has put you, it doesn't matter because you are always in charge of how you choose to experience whatever is going on. And the other half of this is hope. The human race needs to understand that hope is such a powerful thing. And right now, there is so little of it in, in the community. There is so little hope. There is so little, like, there, there's such an external value placed on other people and other happenings outside of self. And there's a lot of, if that person would do something different, I would be happy. If this would go a different way, I would be happy. And instead of knowing that you have hope and faith to lean on, because when you do that, it steps up. And that is contrary to what we're programmed with. We are programmed with trying to be in control. We are programmed with, if you're not in control, you're doing something wrong. And in fact, there is no control to be had. There's no control to be had except for choosing how you want to experience something. And when you choose how you want to experience it and you're authentic in that and you stick in that vibration of that's how it's going to be, then that is what comes. That's why suffering is not necessary.
because we are unconsciously choosing to hate the situation we're in. And that goes for whether we are witnessing suffering on television or even as close as watching a loved one trans transition in a way that isn't comfortable to watch from say a chronic or some sort of disease, um, the suffering of others close to us on a smaller level of maybe they're you know going through a hard time financially or whatever it is that we put value on and we attach ourselves to versus saying, I can choose to be a light here or I can choose to be in the darkness. And if I choose light, yes, that comes with responsibility, but that responsibility is to create more light. Okay. So we can choose not to suffer if we want to and not by saying, I make this external experience heavenly, so to speak, but more I make this experience something that I can create a higher vibrational energy for myself and those around me who are going through it as well. Okay. That so along those lines, that's a great segue into the next question, which is how do I raise my vibrational frequency when I am buried in struggle? So that is a good point. And most humans, they don't like to be, they, some of them like to dwell in that low vibration because it's easy. It's easy because you're there and you don't have to work. And we view this as a climb up the ladder. And the fact is you don't have to climb up the ladder. All you have to do is ask yourself, what, why, what am I feeling here? Why am I feeling this? What is going on for me? And then understand that the vibration, even if you go from despair to anger, that's a move. That's an upward, mo uh, sort of upward vibrationally speaking. You know, you can't go from absolute despair to absolute elation or ecstasy in one jump. It doesn't happen that way. Not, you know, and that's part of the experience we chose to come here with. And the fact is that if you are moving from desperation or despair into anger and then even into apathy and then into feeling good, then joy, and then back on. So giving yourself permission, A, to feel what you're feeling so that you can process that emotion, understanding where it's coming from. Is it coming from this situation? Is it coming from past life situation? Is it coming from somewhere else? Where is it coming from? And then just allowing yourself to feel it and do whatever release you need to do to process it. And then giving yourself permission to move forward. And knowing that that doesn't have to be a physical manifestation of outward expression. It could be inward, the inner work and moving forward. And as you move up, give yourself permission to do that. That's something humans don't like to do. They don't like to give themselves permission to be happy because for whatever reason, we've been programmed in the human condition to always want to be in a place of disadvantage. And happiness is not a place of disadvantage. And if we stay in the place of disadvantage, then we can always be controlled. So if we can move from that place of being in disadvantage and allow ourselves the space to feel more high vibrational things, we can. The other thing I love 
to share with people and they might think it's silly and that's okay is music because music and spirit are so vibrationally intertwined. So if you listen to a piece of music that is a high vibrational piece, you know, there are songs that are low vibrational, but if you listen to one that was intentionally written with a high vibration to it, that will shift your vibration. It may not solve the problem, but it frees up your energy so that you can choose to step into an observational mode versus being in the situation. Sometimes that is what you need. So sometimes it's really doing the work of internal introspection to move you into a new vibration. It may be changing your viewpoint and vibration through utilizing other means such as music, such as, you know, going and doing something different so that you can free up that energy that is so stuck and focused and move that focus onto something different so that you can make a conscious decision to choose to shift your vibration by giving yourself a different perspective. Those are the kinds of things that help shift that. So I love that, Michelle. And um, Michelle, come back. So we're going to, so this is a great preview. Everybody got to see what that was like. Uh, and I, I hope you guys all get to see that there's nothing weird about that. Michelle is, is still there. I mean, I am weird. Yeah, I mean, me too. I'm but weird, like, but I'm like, I'm like the like, good weird. It's not creepy. It's not, I don't know why anybody thinks it was creepy. There's nothing creepy about that. Anyway, uh, so we, you and I could talk about this all day and, and we actually have, <laughs> but it is kind of time to, to wrap up the show a little bit. So Michelle, is there any final things you want to make sure people know that I didn't think to ask about something that's important to you? Um, I just feel like people need to know that it's to give themselves permission to feel their feels, to give themselves permission that to choose joy, that no, like there is no trade-off. There is no, if I feel this or I receive this, that someone has to give something up for it. There is not any of that trade-off going on. Um, and bottom line, people need to start being kinder to themselves. I've heard, like, I think we talked earlier about what what's going on and, and Spirit was talking about people being um, unkind and stuff. And I think what that boils down to is, you know, if you're on social media or out at the grocery store or wherever you are and you feel this call to judgment, please the re understand the reason you're feeling that call is because there's an unkindness going on within you that you're trying to, I call judgment. It's an impulse buy. It's the candy bar at the checkout line that makes you feel better right then. And then you feel like crap later because you're like, well, Oh man, I judged that part because you're really judging you. Like that's the whole thing. Like if they're, if we are all one, you know, the fact is when I judge somebody else, I'm judging myself. And the reason I'm judging somebody else is because I'm judging myself and trying to make myself feel better instead of feeling my feels and saying, you know what, it's okay for me. And it's safe for me to feel whatever I'm feeling. And then, you know what, I can choose to be dipped. I can choose to feel differently about myself. I can choose to love myself. And that's okay. Even if society thinks that's cheesy, it's not cheesy. I love that. exactly. That's a great, I, I love the impulse purchase analogy because we can all relate to that. And you're right. In that moment, that release of like, you are so stupid. It feels so good. It's a little bit of a high. And then later on you realize, oh man, I just contributed to collective garbage. Uh, I don't want to be making a deposit in that bank. There's so much money in that bank already. Amen. I yes. I love it. So no more dirty I, money. <laughs> no more dirty money. I don't know. I will, I'd be, I'm going to put a link in the description, obviously, on how to get a hold of you. And I will just say, you know, please like and subscribe to this. 
not just because it helps us both out, but also because that way you'll make sure that you can find us again later. YouTube algorithms can be quirky. So if you don't subscribe, you may not find me again. So uh, Michelle, how, how do people find you? I'm going to put your links in the description, but how do you, what's your website? Some people like to hear it. What's your thing? Um, my website is soulcoachstudio.com and you can email me at soulcoachstudio at gmail.com. Love it. Love it. Love it. Okay. Well, thanks so much guys. I appreciate you coming for this amazing episode. And thank you so much, Michelle, for sharing insight and information. She is going to come back. We are going to do a, a channeled uh, predictions for 2024. I'm looking forward to that because I've, I've already mentally created some of the questions. I'm so excited. Oh Lord. <laughs> Ooh, no pressure, Michelle. No pressure. It's me fun. You guys are going to love it. You guys are going to love watching the information because I love getting channeled uh, because a lot of times you guys, well, we talked about this off air. Sometimes spirit doesn't want to answer a question because they just don't care about that. Like who cares what kind of car you're going to get next year? Like, why don't you learn how to be, protect the health of your body more? But anyway, that's right. it. That's it. <laughs> so bye everyone. Thank you. Bye guys. Appreciate you coming. See you again Thanks. soon.